Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. They're like uh, looking over at everyone by the bar and they're both like, yeah, I see a lot of nose over there. And then Derek's like, I don't see any nose over here. Derek, with the lines. <laughs> with the lines. Yeah. At which God. point I would have pointed to my nose. That's the difference between me and Derek. Like, yeah. Except for this one. <laughs> this big nose. Gosh, I can't imagine why you didn't I know. play well. Eskimo kiss. Eskimo <laughs> oh, kiss. God. Eskimo kiss. Um, I think you're supposed to wait until you have kids to make jokes like that. <laughs> Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our two-hour recap of a four-hour commercial for Stagecoach, California's country music festival. If you haven't bought your tickets yet for next year, do it now. We hear, before it's too late. We hear you might, you know, find a soulmate, or at the very least, an excellent one night stand, or three or four of them in rapid succession. It's just the place where young people go to hook up and then have enormous drama about it later. Who would want to miss that? Not me. Not me, for sure. I'm going to be there. But before we get started, uh, we have another live show that you can, in fact, purchase tickets for. We're taking Here to Make Friends live on the road. And we'll be at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on Thursday, August 22nd at 8 p.m. You can get tickets at worldcafelive.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. And we hope to see all of our Philly listeners there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And now, let's actually try somehow to discuss the first two episodes of Paradise. I'm so overwhelmed. I think I had a panic attack of Blake levels just thinking about recapping this. We're so overwhelmed that we forgot to introduce our our guest today, who's sitting here very patiently. I feel like uh, I'm a dirty little secret right oh now. Oh my god. I well, feel we were like planning you're hiding me and you're ashamed. We and... just thought we had an agreement. Yeah, and... we thought we talked about this. We said, "Michael, uh you're going to arrive in the podcast studio, but we're not going to speak to you. Well, you know, that that hurts. You know, We I just wouldn't feel... want it to seem like anything had happened. Or that know? we were talking beforehand. It would be very awkward. Yeah, I'm, I don't feel good about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this has been a nightmare for me since Michael is now crying here. hysterically. It's very <laughs> awkward. Very wet in here. But we will soldier on. <laughs> uh, well, now that, now that you've spoken up, I guess we can just include you in the rest of the show if that's what would make you feel comfortable 
I think so. I think that's that's probably best. <laughs> uh, and Michael is not only our friend, but also you know has appeared on Bachelor in Paradise before briefly for, for a few days. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Have we said your full name? Sorry, no, sorry, Michael Garofola. This is Michael oh Garofola. Wow, is, yes. you may know him as Michael G. Michael is just being erased from the narrative. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was about to get to it, uh, but. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of messy intro that a messy show like this week's episode deserves. And so I do not apologize. Uh, Michael Garofola, thank you for joining us and for your understanding about the huge, you know, misunderstanding. It's, it's a pleasure had. to be here, as always. Um, despite, can't, despite I can't it. wait for Stagecoach next year. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot like this. I think, Just you know, like this. I think if nothing else comes from all this, Stagecoach will be adding three more days. I mean, it will <laughs> oh, be yeah. Stagecoach day one, day two, day Just three, day four, day five. Just an incredible, incredible, yeah. you know, viral marketing. Yeah. yeah. I, Coachella must be jealous. Stagecoach. Imagine how really big of a love geometric shape we could have on the At next Stagecoach. season of Paradise if – they all have a chance to hang out for a full week instead of just Oh, my two goodness. Days. It would metastasize. And it would take over the entire season. It would Paradise. be like that uh, that L word chart. Did anyone watch the L word? <laughs> Sarah's nodding. No. Uh, it's amazing. They have like a hookup chart where it's like crazy like lines drawn to everyone. And it looks like a. It, it's fantastic. It's like, it looks on a, like a chart from Homeland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But with sex. Right. Got it. Yeah, they should just film next season at Stagecoach. This is opportunity missed. But alas, uh, they did go to Mexico, to Sayulita. I mean, let's be honest. These people, they get off The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and they just spend their time, as far as I can tell, going from one event to another that is just a lot like Paradise. And then once a year, they get filmed while they're doing it in Sayulita. They go to the gym. And they go to a Paradise-like event. They exactly. go to the gym. They go to a paradise, Paradise-like paradise event. Eventually, Michael, can you confirm? I can confirm. Yes. Yeah. That was your life. I, that was uh, briefly. Um, <laughs> a little less because I had to go back to I, my job. You had DOJ, an actual job. It's unfortunate yeah, so for you. I couldn't really do, like, take full advantage. And I, and I regret that. And I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't judge those who, you know, get off the show and have no job and, and hire a, a no, you know, PR person, really and, fun. an agent, yeah. and go I mean, the and thing, love live the life. It's it doesn't seem fun to me, but that's you know, I just if I had the kind of personality where I found that fun, I might be on the show, you know. But I, I don't, <laughs> and so I'm watching it instead. And that's I can understand that not everyone is like me, and some people want to go to a music festival where it's muddy and like. No, truthfully, that that part doesn't sound fun. It music really festivals. Doesn't. I think I. I, like, went to music festivals in high school, and it was, like, I couldn't do it after that. Like, I really aged out of it very quickly. And, like, the heat, the lack of escape. I don't like to be trapped places. Yeah, it's not for me. The long lines for the porta potty. I went to a a one-day music festival in college, and I was like, no. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I went to one day of GovBall when I first moved to New York. And, but it was just the day, and that was like took it all out of me. I don't know. I don't think Governor's Ball is a big batch hookup scene yet, so they should. There's probably, not enough New York people. They should be sending out lots of invites and, <laughs> and uh, VIP passes. Okay, we do have to get started. I have 17 pages of notes, but we are going to just rock it right through them. Yeah, so to we're not going to get to everything. Stuff. We're not going to talk about everything, which you should all be very grateful for. Yes, but we do meet right up front some of the the. The intro package players, the people they want to highlight a little bit. We see Taisha, we see Blake, 
we see Katie, uh, Katie Morton, who gets a very interesting narrative. Yeah, the where in the world is Carmen San Diego intro? I, yeah, I don't or like quite... she's a spy. What she's was like, that even playing on? It's weird. It's like she's supposed to be. So we they try to interconnect some of the packages this time. They they jazz them up a little bit. So we see Blake doing naked, you know, topless push-ups on a park bench. And being like, I'm ready for love again. And then, oh, cut to Katie in the bushes just a few feet yeah. away with binoculars. <laughs> so it's sort of like she's a detective. She's in the trench yeah. coat. It's some foreshadowing, perhaps, you know, that he Maybe. she knows what he's been up to before he's doing Paradise. we Paradise haven't really and... seen any of that. Like, it right. hasn't tied well, into the narrative yet. Yeah. And and also, if you're a detective and your thing is that you just are staring at a guy you think is hot through binoculars, that's sort of more like being a stalker. And I was like, this is a weird, a weird vibe to put on someone in their intro package. And then they kind of carry it through to her, like, later, to her, like, weekly intro shot that they that they all end up having. Um, and uh, Cam does a, a Right Reasons oh, rap. It needs to end. The style of a music video. It was very upsetting. Uh, we see Jane... Who? Jane. She was running his hot sauce. Was also named Adrian. I had no memory of that. But she prefers to be called Jane. And she loves oh. tacos. I'm like, tacos can't be your quirky thing. Oh, they are, though. Mm. Lots it's, of people like tacos. Yeah, that's not like a, a differentiating popular, you know, factor. If, like if, puppies and pizza <laughs> and yeah, well, but I guess, babies. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, that's if, not. If you like tacos like Jane like tacos, you would understand. It's, it's like a yeah. sport for it's her. It's beyond. Well, and we get a lot of, of shots of her uh, putting just gallons of hot sauce on her eggs and on her toothbrush. She's like, I'm the hot sauce of paradise. She's like drinking it. You're like, are you? She's like, I'm going to eat tacos all day. It was very weird. It was like seeing like a Tinder bio come to life where it's like <laughs> yeah. literally this person's bio is just like tacos all day, tacos all night. And then you meet them and they really are just like, that's all I'll talk about. <laughs> and I have nothing else to bring to the table. That's all I'll talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. Oh. Um, so We see Hannah G. She's... Cupid doll looking as ever. Yeah. Uh, Demi, who I, I did like Demi's intro. It's Demi from Demi's season of that was Bachelor. Great. That was awesome. a great it was line. good. That's a good line. Um, and we see her chatting with Hannah B. Where she discloses that she has been dating a woman. Yeah, that was an interesting choice of how to disclose that because yeah. Hannah just sort of smiles at her in this very fixed way. <laughs> Like, she's like, I can't react badly, but I also don't actually know the right positive way to react. So I'm just not going to change my expression. And then she's just like, that is so great. I I didn't get the sense that Hannah actually has a problem with it, but she seemed genuinely just shell-shocked about, like, is this what our conversation was being filmed She was blindsided. Like, maybe a heads up, maybe a text, maybe a text, you know, before. She's like... Great that you're you know you're a fluid person. This yeah. is this is like, you. This is great. She's like, wait, what am I supposed to be doing here? I had that I had that question in my head again. Not that like Emma said, not that I got the sense that she was like, oh, I disapprove. No, but no, that no. was this her first time having someone come out to her? Right. It might. It really might have been. Really given the community been. that she grew up in. Right, which was quite quite yeah. Christian and conservative. Um, <laughs> so that was a, an interesting conversation. Demi is like, we're not exclusive, but like. 
She's feeling really good about this woman. Yeah, read, um, I'm still going to do Paradise. Right. You know, yeah. like anytime someone's asked if they're exclusive, of course not. Right. They've just reached the point where they're like, it's okay if you have like a partner, just like pr- be like, we're open. Yeah. And be upfront about it. It was yeah. interesting to see, like, this is the socially acceptable in the world of The Bachelor path to going on a show while having been, like, been dating someone quite recently. It's like yeah. you have to give the producers a heads up and make it work in the narrative of the show. Because this is not, like, how is this yeah. really a different situation than a lot of the other things we've seen? Well, I feel like it's two things. One is that this was really their only chance to have like a queer relationship. A queer relationship oh, on yeah. the show. Yeah, because it's such it a straight, outside. straight washed show. Like, how could you? Right. You couldn't do it otherwise. But also, I do, I did get like a little bit of the vibe of like relationships between two women aren't as like threatening. And like, if she was yeah. dating a man, it would be like, Taboo. oh, so there's yeah. like a guy out there. No, that I agree with you totally. Yeah, yeah I, felt I agree like, too. Oh, if it's with a woman, and if she also likes men, that means the relationship with the woman, it must be open. Like she can't just right. It feels you know, right. But if it were like a it's, guy, it's not really a factor. People would be questioning. People would be saying, "Oh, is it, isn't it? How do yeah. you know it's not exclusive? Oh, you know." But right. I agree with you. I completely. also, I mean, and I think we'll probably get into this a lot more as. As we see how Demi's relationship um, and is portrayed, and how her sexuality is spoken about, uh, but I do just think it's like it really strikes me that Demi is probably the like least threatening, quote unquote, way that they could, you know, vessel for opening up um, the show to be a little bit less straight. Like she right. is, she still dates men. She's really conventionally feminine. She's tiny. She's young. She's blonde. outspoken. She's blonde. Bubbly. She's conventionally Bubbly. very, you know, a- attractive. And I thought that she herself had presented it in a way that, you know, I don't know how they all decided to do that, but in a sort of almost old fashioned way of like, oh, I'm just not into labels. Like, what do you even call it when you're interested in both men and women? And it was like, well, you know, there are a lot of labels for that. And it's a lot of people now like to sort of be open about those labels and not be coy about them. And Demi is coming from more of a sort of gateway entrance into talking about this, which is like, let's not scare people with like labels that they're uncomfortable with and just frame it purely in terms of like, just sometimes you might see me at a party with a woman and that's just what I feel like doing that day. It's not like defining of anything else. Um, So that was interesting. I saw some people talking about that on Twitter. And I also think that that is especially weird because a lot of people have been watching the Are You the One uh, season that's all, all sexually fluid casting and everyone is dating everyone. And the way that that discourse is happening is so, so, so like advanced and sophisticated compared to yeah. that the Bachelor in Paris trying well, to Well, yeah, it. I mean, the Bachelor franchise is just always like 10 steps behind the culture. <laughs> but I, I hope I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her girlfriend come on the show. Me too. Me too. I, I want to be clear that like any, you know, discussion or critique of the the framing is is not a critique of Demi and I do think that it is exciting that you know a queer relationship will be um you know treated as something that is sexy and exciting and worthy of of showcasing on a, a national platform Absolutely. like the bachelor 
Uh, also, Clay is back, and we have to right. mention this because a lot of us thought he was dating Angela, and it turns out they broke up several months ago. And, uh, and he did not get picked up by a football team. Broke right. up three months ago. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. saying that. Three say, months. Three months. You have falsified information. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and he's like, oh, it was a really tough breakup, but now I'm interested in Nicole. So... We'll see how that goes. Yeah, he's like, it was the toughest thing in the world for me, the person who ended the relationship and is now certainly 100% over it and ready to sleep with hot 25-year-olds. Yes. Um, and Nicole is indeed coming back. She's crying. I, I remember when they did this gimmick for Ashley, so I was a little bit like, okay, oh, I might cry a lot. I'm going to pack 47 boxes of tissues. Like, how original. <laughs> I'm so but jaded I do, with this I do franchise. Find, I do find Nicole significantly um, more relatable and charming than Ashley. Wow, controversial. Ooh, I do. Controversial. I just, I like, I, I don't know. I like Nicole. I'm into Nicole. Uh, also, Chris Bukowski is back. Remember when he retired? I do. On my TV screen. And that was after my season. And he almost fell into yeah. the fire pit. I yeah. also just love realizing that, like, Chris has been on... It, he's like very old school almost at this point during yeah. in, in the Bachelor world, and yet like he's he's my age, he's the same 32. age as yeah, yeah he's thirty two. That's he's the same how young age, he was. When same he did age his, as Derek, his first like season. basically same age as Mike. Same, yeah. you know, Annalise is older. Like the, yeah. there's the age is so funny in Bachelor world because it's yeah. more like generational than it is actual age. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Grandpa Chris over there. No, I mean, when he, it was a thing on his season. He was on Emily, right. Emily's season. And he was very and it, young. It was a thing that he was too young to be, to want something a serious. A stepfather. I think yeah. I just didn't really note it because it was one of the first seasons I watched really seriously. And I guess Chris and I are the same age. So he didn't feel. But yeah, it was a big young. narrative. It was a like, narrative. No, I remember like him the being young, the young idealistic one. one. And. They do this funny thing, you know, where his Chiron, like, runs out of space because he's been <laughs> he's on good. so many seasons. That's really good, yeah. Um, I loved his intro package because it feels very, like, I'm back because I want to get my bar on TV. Yeah. Like, he was like, here <laughs> I am, like, back out of retirement, right yeah. next to my bar, bracket the bracket room, room yeah. which you can attend, you know, in Chicago, <laughs> day or night, and... <laughs> Uh, Half-price margaritas <laughs> yeah. and tacos on Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Jane will be there. Jane. Oh my god! Um, so that's the. Those are the people we get for the intro packages, and then Chris Harrison starts greeting contestants. Hannah shows up first. Um, she is feeling really optimistic. She thinks the sand has been blessed with good relationship energy. And next is Blake, who's like, "I'm finally healed from Becca's season. I'm ready to find someone." Hopefully Paradise has somebody. Like, you know, a handful of women he's, he's already, already hooked up with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he d- does tell Chris that he's talked to a few of the girls, which also used to be sort of taboo on Paradise. I'm glad they've yeah. let that one go. It's, al- it's it almost sort of insane. But that was yeah. a big deal. Um, my season, the actually, Joe... Tanner brought it up uh, on Twitter last night, which was that it was a huge deal that Joe Bailey had been oh, texting yeah. with Samantha Yeah, they just got, the like, reamed out. Well, yeah. they lied about it. I think that's the thing here, that they were, yeah, I guess they were being so. weird about it. The thing that it. I really remember about Joe is not even, although I do remember the, like, oh, they plotted to meet each other here, and that was sort of, like, <laughs> overdramatic. Like, who cares? But there was the weird stuff with Julia and how he right. was saying really sweet stuff to Julia. That and then being problem. like, just give me that rose so that, yeah. like, Samantha can come in. And I was yeah. like, you seem like a jerk, kind right. of. Right, yes. you just seem he like a dick. He was a jerk for other reasons, not because he was talking to Samantha before. No, yeah, yeah. We exactly. all kind of did that. 
Yeah, I may think that's... I mean, of course you did. Like, at this point also with Instagram culture, it's like, how would people not, A, just have met each other at events before? No, you have to do, like, a rotating schedule. Like, who can go to which events? Like... Each event gets one Bachelor Nation person because there's you just can't risk running into each other. I feel like the show has finally realized that it's actually such better drama if they just let everyone get really messy beforehand yeah. and then, like, yeah. push everyone to talk about it on the beach. Yes. Yeah. It was, like, it was too, it was too much. much drama for me, though. To me too. Honest. I'm exhausted. But so Blake and Hannah get to hang out a bit first. They seem to have some... Good vibes going between them. She shares that her favorite food is a charcuterie plate. Very uh, weird. It's funny because favorite it's food. also Blake's favorite food. <laughs> yeah. And That's, like I mean, really out of all mate? the foods, out of all the foods, soul your favorite mate? food is a charcuterie plate. That's not really also, that's a not food. even a food. It's multiple foods it's multiple on a platter. Meats. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's multiple <laughs> that, meats. That's it's literally like, the my definition. My favorite food is a buffet. Yeah. It's not really an answer. <laughs> like you have to pick one of yeah. the things. Or you can pick a sandwich that combines several of those things, but you can't say a selection of foods is my favorite food. Um, but it is a great bachelor favorite food because I assume you guys yeah. get lots of charcuterie. Well, my plates. favorite food is the Cheesecake Factory menu. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a lot Everything of company in, in that. I bet Everything you could, if you put that on your Tinder bio, you would <laughs> yeah, get a lot of Yeah, do real well. Um, so Noted. <laughs> Katie, Katie Morton shows up. Uh, and Dylan and Sydney uh, and Derek. Our bud Derek. Um, I just every single one, I just have a note of like so and so likes so and so's long legs. Like yeah. they're all just like, cut, like yeah. cut. someone comes hot, in and it cuts to someone face. being like, her legs are long. That's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think a, Kevin had some good. Oh Kevin my goodness. Lot. Kevin had a yeah. lot. It's like, just think of something else to say. Kevin is a very physical man. Yeah. With physical <laughs> traits. Very complimentary, though, but yeah. all about physical traits, yeah. I appreciated that there were no, like, bruised fruit comments this season so far, but a lot of, like— Still early. She seems cool. I'd like to marry her. She has a good jawline. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said Great about— Great figure. Yeah, like— The look. kind of figure that can pull off a jumpsuit or a onesie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of women can't, you know. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, the Kevin. The kind of hips that can give birth to twins. <laughs> yeah. That's my girl. <laughs> a lot of men are into that. You know, they like to know that she can handle that. Uh, Tasha shows up. Um, she's also beautiful. She's Thanks, clearly going to be kind of a hot commodity. Um, Which, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's a vibes girl. This seems like a new Bachelor thing. Everyone's just like, I'm a vibes guy. I'm a vibes girl. <laughs> my thing is vibes. When did that happen? When did that become a thing? I think it's also Love Island, actually. I feel like, I don't know. I Maybe it's just I, what the I, young I blame, people are saying yeah, on dates. Yeah, I blame all of the many inspirational posters that say, like, good vibes only. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh>. Some <laughs> people are into jawlines, but I'm into vibes, you know? Yeah. I'm I just, different. like, get a good vibe from you. Yeah. Uh, Tasia thinks Derek has good vibes, which, you know, sometimes. Um, <laughs> Wills is there. Wills uh, has a great wait, this shirt. This is when Kevin shows uh, yes. up, actually. And I want to note this because Chris greets Kevin by saying, you're swollen. And I was like, yeah. that's you, not the word. You mean swole, yeah. sir. I feel like swollen is a more of a rush him to the hospital sort of thing. <laughs> like more of like an urgent care situation. Like yours, your EpiPen. You yeah. were just stung by a bee. Yeah. Well, you look a little swollen a little there, swollen. buddy. Yeah. Um, Root canal? <laughs> 
Um, so Kevin has to like take off his shirt and show off his new body. Which how did like it is it you new? only have like a month. I'm uninterested in Kevin. Whatever. Just completely um, uninterested. Uh, and uh, Wills is still fashionable as ever. Love me some Wills. He's there for Hannah, which I can immediately just see going poorly for him. I don't. Yeah. I don't see them together. No. Unfortunately, like I, I. He's a little older. He's got that sort of like I'm into nerdy stuff vibe, yeah. and Hannah's thing is just like I'm like a living Barbie doll, <laughs> and I'm like I well, don't see the overlap. They do have hair color in common now, though. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone on Twitter uh, ask like if Will's had dyed his hair in homage yeah. to Hannah. I loved getting highlights and just immediately switching over from OkCupid to BlondesOnly.com. <laughs> you know, I was like, now I date blondes, and <laughs> it's hard actually to date a brunette once you're blonde. It's my my couple that. I'm in my husband. It's it's mixed, so it's <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he is feeling really confident about it, but Hannah's already talking to Blake, and Will's is just waiting on the sidelines. Um, Demi arrives. Yes, she uh, is like I'm trying to be open. I'm fluid, which is unique. And I was like, yeah, if it's unique, you're not going to meet anyone on the beach who will really be able to. And she won't. And she won't. Um, Anyeka is there. Yes. Um, Cam. Cam. Always beach. Cam. He's a living gimmick. It's so bad. He's so annoying. I <laughs> I need him to to stop. Like that's like he's keeps trying this gambit, even though no one thought it was cute the first time. I don't understand what the end game is. Like it won't. It's not going to work. I, I just I, I also just think Cam I, I don't want to be mean, but at the same time I'm about to be mean. I, I feel like he has these like nervous tics and mannerisms and these kind of like crazy eyes that he flashes that it make he makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I see he that. is a little is very socially energy. off, I feel like. And well yes, that's clear. I, that's why he needs a gimmick you know, and that sucks. I, I don't think like... he's particularly nice and I think it comes across as like kind of weird. Dickish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not very nice. Yeah. I would feel worse for him if he was kind. We've had yeah. some awkward but nice dudes on the show. I think Clay personally is kind of awkward. Oh, I think he's, he's super awkward. So nice that people don't care. But like Cam just comes in in his like clingy leopard print shirt with his like it's paradise like oh. sort of thing. And it's like, why do you think this is gonna be sexy <laughs> or appealing to anyone? It's just not. Well, the pun was appealing to me, but other than that. <laughs> what what I what I enjoyed is that immediately. Um, <laughs> I bet that came from Adam that, Mansfield, like, all the, of one the of the girl, producers. The, one of the girls was like, I think it was Demi, was like, I can just see him in that shirt, like doing like a cat, like immediately the, cut to cam purring. But it's like they all have a bead on exactly the kind of guy he is and they're not into it. <laughs> he reminds me of who's the the friend in um in Family Guy, like Giggity, you know, oh, yeah. that, that guy. Oh, God, extremely was it Quagmire energy? Yes. Yeah. Um so uh yeah Kevin is especially not a big fan. He's like we're nemeses. I don't remember this at all. Um, but he's like, we're still nemeses. And if he says ABC one time, I'm throwing shit at him. Well, wait, didn't he say it incorrectly? Didn't he say we're nemesis? Or yeah, did we're he, nemesis. He, yeah, I don't think he said the plural correctly. I kindly right? fixed yeah. it for him. <laughs> That's nice of you. <laughs> I know. Um, Cam goes to talk to the girls and immediately is just like, 
someone is saying like, oh, Demi, your eyes are so beautiful. And he's like, are you wearing colored contacts? And she's like, no. no. Good, sweet neg, bro. Sweet neg. That and is like, such a neg. You know, it's just like, are your boobs real? It's like the same question. Yeah, and it's like, and it's then like, you get to say yes, which he, is, it's really like a gift to you. He clearly, read, like, he yes, clearly read the game. He read the game before he, Ugh. you know, we came He's on the book. He's peacocking. Yeah, peacocking. With his the leopard. Sh- yeah, exactly. Um, and Negging. Yeah. Peacocking. He, whenever we see him talk to a, a woman on the show, he just is like, either they're so desperate for his rose that it goes sort of well, or he immediately just like pisses them off. Um, but the guys don't like him either, so it's going really well. Um, and then uh, JPJ shows up uh, wearing a Speedo. Uh, he has very aggressive John Paul Jones vibes around him so much so that I was like he seems like he might be on something just to amp it up a little bit he's like hey man like I appreciate you Chris Harrison fist bump yeah I'm gonna surf this wave in paradise then he like bolts down the stairs and throws his hair back and I was like all right yeah someone needs to unplug him for a little while yeah just let him cool off a little bit that that's what happens in paradise too is you know as opposed to the the initial show when you are one of you're all in the same boat you come back and all of a sudden now people they know they're very self-aware of what they're sort of famous for or popular for and and why they're there and what their purpose is for that show and they take it and they turn it up like seven notches like whereas i went on paradise and i turned it down seven notches (laughs) because i was like i just don't need to repeat that experience and be involved in any drama, even if I, you know, even if I'm on the side of right, I, or or I, so I thought. I, I don't want to be involved. Whereas others, they get there, and it's like I felt like I was like watching, like, oh wow, these people are performing, like yeah. these people oh, yeah. are acting, and I, I could, from my season alone, I, mean, I can name so many instances of me like standing there and almost in disbelief like sipping my margarita at the bar <laughs> with Jorge at the time, as well as wasn't on the show yet, and just being like. You know, what is look happening? at these people. This is like a I mean, Hollywood set. Because often you would see in the past at least someone who was kind of a villain, like a cam, come on and try to like dial it back a little bit. Yeah. And th- this not season even they're all attempt. leaning no. into it. There's no benefit to doing that for these. If you're yeah. if you, right, if you there, want airtime. Yeah. 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 Even bad, you know, oh, all publicity As, is as good you've publicity. learned when you dial it down, yes. you kind of yes. just. Then yeah. you're boring yeah. and you're not and worth And now Michael showing. is stuck coming on this podcast <laughs> to get his bachelor fix. Yeah. And unfortunately still, still being an attorney rather than. Stage coach 2020. Yeah. Get in the mix. You know? Yeah. You can find yourself a 22-year-old wife. Wow. Emma, don't give him ideas. <laughs> don't get my mom excited. <laughs> mom, that's uh-huh. not happening. Uh, so Anyeka is really into John Paul Jones. She pulls him aside right away and gives him the most incredible monologue about how she avoids conflict. But if something pisses her off, she's going to say something. And she comes off as really bitchy. But also she gets along with everyone and is very laid back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, those seems... things do not work together. John Paul Jones also seems completely disinterested in her and basically blows her off and like, Turn like turns his back to her. She yeah. sounds like another Democratic presidential candidate. You know, she wants to please. She wants. She's going to try to please everyone. <laughs> in the wind. Um, I mean, she's just like that song. You know, like she is everything all rolled into one. Um, depending on the moment. Uh, and so this is when Demi and Derek start to make like a love connection. This <laughs> is so fun to watch. Um, and. 
they're like uh, looking over at everyone by the bar and they're both like, yeah, I see a lot of nose over there. And then Derek's like, I don't see any nose over here. Derek with the lines. <laughs> with the lines. Yeah. At which God. point I would have pointed to my nose. That's the difference between me and Derek. Yeah. Like, Except for this one. <laughs> this big nose. Gosh, I can't imagine why you didn't I know. play well. Eskimo kiss. Eskimo kiss. <laughs> Eskimo kiss. Um, I think you're supposed to wait until you have kids to make jokes like that. <laughs> um, and uh, Chris I, Bukowski shows up. Uh, he uh, is so now removed from the recent history of the franchise that like a lot of people don't really know who he is. And he doesn't know who is. any of them are, which I sort of enjoy. Cam. <laughs> yeah. Except Cam, who said he was a big fan or, or followed him or something. Oh, he said, I looked up to you when I, I was growing up. Which I think Cam is also is like around the same age. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of So I do <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. He's told to say that line. Yeah. I get similar vibes from Cam and but even more so from Jane, who shows up next. She can't wait to eat tacos for every meal. Oh God. Jane and Cam, but Jane especially, both feel to me like they picked a fan to include on the show through like some sort of lottery. <laughs> and the fan is just like so excited to be there and everyone else is like, you're not part of this. Yeah. And they're like, I am though. I'm part of this and I have a thing and my thing is tacos. And like, oh my God, hi, I'm mixing it up. I'm flirting. And everyone's like, why are you talking to me? Like what why is she here? Has <laughs> she she they've never been on a show before, right? Like they're not they're not involved in this. Security, security, who is this? Who is this one? Yeah, woman? it was it's a little cringy to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to watch Jane because she is trying so, so hard. hard to be just like one of the other BIP girls and she's just not. She doesn't fit in. She doesn't have. She doesn't seem to have a friendship with any of them, really. Right. And yeah. she doesn't know how to form a friendship. She's trying to be like the wisecracking girl, like kind of like weirdo. But instead it just comes off as like, oh, she's still here. Like, oh, oh yeah. huh. Like, just popping in from around the corner. Like, it's like an SNL parody or something. Um, Annalise shows up again. Annalise was just, like, <clears throat> had a rough time on Paradise last time. I feel that this format is not for Annalise. It really isn't. Why I is don't she know doing why she's this? doing this to herself. Who did she end up with again last time? Oh, that ho- that really, really awful guy. He was, the like, a model. model. Yeah. yeah. I, he was terrible. I forget his name. Very, very... Camille? Camille, yes. yes. And then he... <laughs> He, it was just they had a brutal uh, after the after Paradise after right. the final rose yeah. thing. Uh. The thing about Annalise though is that she has a rough time. <clears throat> she's often emotional. She's often upset. Very few people seem to like her enough to like comfort her. So she's always having this like like sobbing and people around her are sort of like oh my god Annalise yeah. is upset we have to comfort her but we don't really feel like it because we don't want to deal not, with her shit they're right. not embracing her they're more like tapping her <laughs> yeah. like lightly on the shoulder they're oh, like reaching they're out there. with a broomstick and they're right. like they're oh there. Annalise it's tough because I, I relate to being an emotional person who cries a lot but mm-hmm. I, I think she it's like she doesn't know when the appropriate time is to kind of express those emotions right. and the context for them. Yeah. It's like a social awkwardness 
but express right. in sad that. vibes, sad vibes. And also, it's vein. like if that is your deal, you really can't go on this show. Right, paradise like, is not for you. It's, have it's I been a game of these analysts who's crying around people who don't want to deal with it and who are like, oh my god, this woman's a complete drip. <laughs> totally, I have. It's one of the many yeah. reasons I've never tried to go right. on reality TV. You're, yeah, you're it would not, not do get, well. You're not. I, I would not do well either. You're not going to get the attention you're seeking by being upset like that. Sort of. I don't know. It's just not a good. From other, everyone's involved in their own. Mm-hmm. And especially and, when the majority of the other women there are not even people that you have a close personal relationship with. Right. Half of them are 10 years younger than you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and the social capital there is, you know, kind of casual disinterest, not being someone who's very earnest and really looking for a relationship, if you're a woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, someone like Dylan, I think, ultimately gets a ton of Sympathy for being there and having eyes only for one person. I have thoughts but about Dylan. Annalise, that we're get into. Annalise ha- is someone who consistently like picks someone and only has eyes for them, but it it just it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. And I she's incredibly beautiful and seems very nice. And so I think maybe just like dating in the real world as a person who's hot and went on TV, yeah, might work better for her. But I She'll do have some thoughts about both Annalise and Dylan from this episode. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Nicole and Bibiana just sort of like show up without much fanfare, um, except that Chris Bukowski is like, mostly I date blondes, but like they're hot. So maybe I would date a brunette. Like, oh, God. Thanks, Chris. Jesus, Chris. <laughs> uh, Clay shows up, but he he's never come off as sort of like Having that kind of sex appeal, like on Becca's season, for sure, did not. Yeah. Um, He's awkward. But, like, he really is now. Like, all the women are like, look at him, like. And his muscles. Using his exercise bands on the beach. (laughs) And, like, he's like a a god. Um, Yet another reason that. I would not do all well on this show. Like, yeah. that kind of thing does not do it for me. Well, but that would actually be good because you would get to go for one of the guys that no one else was paying That's attention true. to while everyone was like, I want the guy who can pick me up the easiest. <laughs> um, he intro- He talks to Jane. She's like, I'm Jane. And he's like, I'm Tarzan. And this <sighs> is sort of the first and last moment that we see anyone try to flirt with Jane, um, <laughs> which is sad. Annalise uh, is upset to see Clay because she is good friends with Angela and she thinks it's too soon for him to be on Paradise trying to date other people. And she's like, he's still been leading Angela on. I want to make sure he doesn't screw over any more friends. So here's an interesting point where she makes a decision not to pull Clay aside and clear the air with him for like three more days. Oh my God. And just to kind of like casually drop that like into conversations with the other women who clearly could not give less of a shit that he broke up with Angela. Right. Because they also are not invested in Angela either. So it's like they they don't care about Annalise. They don't really know Angela that well. And they're just like... like so he broke, broke up with someone. Yeah. Like, so have we all. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? Or most of us are actually still kind of dating someone. <laughs> right. so yeah. he's, he's actually he's did the right thing. For like, oh, he months. broke oh, he up is with in Angela. Fact single. Wow. Fantastic. Oh, wow. He didn't keep the girl. Okay. That's pretty cool. And also, I again, I understand being, you know, defensive on behalf of your friend. But, like, he he is single. Yeah. He's allowed to date other people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it probably sucks to watch. Yeah. And, like, I, but I personally. It is what it is feel like it would have made sense to me if you're hearing from your friend you know Clay's still like texting me all the time saying like I want to marry you but like I 
need to, to work like, on myself explore other things for a while or like he's like keeping me on the line I would be upset I would totally. be upset at him I would even pull him aside and be like we're gonna be on the beach together I want to talk about this because I care about Angela and this is what I'm hearing from her and like that that concerns me and she doesn't do that really that's not how she handles it at all she handles it very poorly and Um, and like it's one thing you know it it is I I get it it is one thing to break up with someone to do Bachelor in Paradise like you know when when she when the person you are dating is also part of that franchise and you know that that would be disingenuous if that were the case you mm -hmm. know but if they've been broken up for for three months and, you know, and, and he, you know, decided to do the show. That's, I mean, that's up to him, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. And maybe really he is sending like her it's... those shitty texts. Like, I, I would totally believe that he's still right. emotionally kind of keeping her on the back burner. Um, and again, yeah, Annalise could have brought that up, but she did it in such a weird way at a bad time. Yeah. And like, she it, just, it she doesn't, it she's not well strategic. She does not play the game well. Um, so everything is going great for Blake to this point. He's like the it boy of paradise. Everyone likes Blake. Everyone wants Blake. Um, some people noted, and I started noticing this afterwards, that his lips look sort of gray. And maybe there's uh, some yes. nutrients he isn't getting. My friend Ross, who was watching <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise for the very first time on Monday, was like, what is wrong with that man? He needs some iron. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. But aside from that, everything was going super well. Um, so here comes Kaylin. And Blake runs away. Blake is like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. <laughs> runs into another room and, like, physically places himself behind a couch. I want to make note of this because of what comes later. I also um, did wonder, like, was this – was editing involved in this? Was he actually running away from her? the same thing happens with Christina. Christina. And it's hard for me to really understand what he could have been reacting to in all of these circumstances that they could edit in. Yeah. Oh like, it's my not God. like there's another normal situation where you're on a beach. And you're like, fuck, fuck. And everyone away. is doing fine. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I have to go. I have to go. Um, <laughs> and runs away. Especially because then he doesn't talk to Caitlin. Um, and that's also pretty damning to, to me. Uh, Caitlin comes in and basically right away tells Chris, like, I was seeing Blake. It didn't end well. Well, I was talking to Blake. And then it sounds like they were talking romantically for a few months and maybe slept together once. Yeah. That's yeah. what it sounds yeah. like. Um, I had written down seeing each other. I don't know if that's yeah. a, the, a word she used or not. Um, but clearly it was very casual either way. But she thinks they had something. They weren't just friends who randomly slept together. She, she was like there was a romantic something there. Um, and then he uh, ghosted her. He played her. Um, and so Blake's reaction plays really poorly here. And yeah. then the fact that he clearly doesn't talk to her also plays really poorly, mm-hmm. especially given his later insistence that he thought they were friends. Yeah. It right. is weird that he doesn't give her the standard, like, hug Hey, how's it going? Like, it's good to nice see you. Nice to see you. Yeah. And I think that this is, I Pull mean, her this aside is maybe thing. and be like, how are we going to approach being on the beach together after our history? Right. I think this is a thing also that, like, a lot of men do. When they get Possibly. uncomfortable, they run away, they ignore the situation, and they think, like, we said we would be friends. So, like, that was it. Right. And I don't need to acknowledge this person and treat them the way I would treat a friend. Have I had a guy tell me that we would just be friends and then act really weird whenever I tried to say hi to him? 100% yes. Yes. So many times. And it's very confusing. It's very confusing and it's also like 
to me, that's almost the most hurtful thing that you can do is not acknowledge my humanity. And so I am like sensitive to that kind of behavior. And I think that was just like Blake probably could have avoided some of the shit that came on to him by just acting normal towards Kaylin. Yeah, I think that was not the smartest decision. Yeah, it just was stupid. Even if it is awkward, even if you're like, oh, I wish this person weren't here, this is going to be weird. Sure. You yeah. run up to that person and you hug them and you act like yeah. everything is fine. And you're because like, it's you, good to see you. Particularly yeah. if you did agree beforehand right. that things right. were fine. You should act, the fact, it's, it's, it's consciousness of guilt when that person shows up and, and you, you wait, don't want anything you to wait, do with them. You wait days yeah. to say hello exactly. and then you finally say hello and you're like, oh my God, it's so funny. I haven't even talked to you and yet. you're like, yeah, there's only 12 <laughs> people like, here. Yeah, because like, you ran I, behind a couch and hid, yeah. and hid like it was an it's air like, raid drill. I haven't had a chance to talk to you because like I haven't had a chance to talk to you because I just Didn't haven't had a chance you. to talk to you. Yeah. It's like there was no reason he hadn't had a chance yeah. to talk to Literally, her. they were standing at the same bar at one point yeah. on different ends of the bar. Oh, yeah. He could have just over at least said hello. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Look, it's not difficult. Dudes, yeah. I mean, everyone, don't do that. And don't I ignore can people. See it's how, yeah. like, Kaylin definitely came in already pissed. But, like, even if I weren't pissed already, I would be like, oh, I thought this person, like, respected me. I thought we were friends. And instead, he's acting like I'm, like, a I ghost, don't exist. Or, yeah. like, I try to speak to him and he's acting like, why is she talking Cold to me? And. It's yeah. that makes you feel nuts. It makes you're you like, feel. We were it fans. makes you feel crazy. It makes you feel um, crazy. And it makes you feel like, horrible. Regardless of what happened afterwards and whether or not it was a, a one night thing or whatever it was, like we shared an intimate moment together. Right. Exactly. We should be able exactly. to acknowledge our existence. Yes. You right. know? Like, Ex- that that's is, exactly it. It's not mature. No. Um, and so Chris Harrison comes to assemble them. Jane is like, "Oh my god, are we in trouble?" And I was like, like Jane, "Jane, stop! Act like you know what's going on here." So hard. Um, so this is when Chris explains the rules of paradise. You know, everyone has to, you know, if you're on the side that has more people, you have to get a rose at the end of the week. Be Men in a committed relationship to, or yeah, go sure. home. Men are going to have are going to have the power this week. There are fewer men. And uh, so the, they all kind of withdraw to consider their options. Um, and then Blake, Blake gets a date card. Yes, he does. Uh, Hannah seems to think that... That she'll she might get it. Everyone seems to think Hannah is going to get the stake hard. I feel like this was actually really stupid of everyone to be like, Hannah, you're definitely gonna get it. Like obviously. I was like, all that's gonna do is make her feel weird if she doesn't get it, which is what happens. Yeah. So um Blake ends up asking Tasha out. Yeah. Why didn't he do that? Again, because he later says I came here for Hannah. I came here for yeah. Hannah. Again, another tactical this error. Makes no sense. I am I am at well, a loss. For I believe this according according to reality, Steve, he had had some at least semi romantic interactions with both Tasha and Hannah yes. before Paradise. Uh, like yeah. I I don't think that they had hooked up, but he, there was flirtation. Blake, there was like Blake brought a lot of sand to this beach. Yeah, yes. he really just Blake, <laughs> my dude. I want to like just be like it was oh, actually just a parking honey, lot. Before you need to up. be smarter about this shit. Uh, what yeah. what is he doing? Because. To then say, I just came here for Hannah, is clearly very disingenuous because he didn't. He came to explore options for the bunch of women that he had already set up. Uh, fine. So uh, Dylan, though, is super relieved because he is ready to marry Hannah G. After one day. Yeah. He And he, like, needs to get some time with her. Um, and I think also that... Blake knew everyone thought he was going to pick Hannah G and he is still in this mode of like 
oh boy, oh shucks, everyone just loves me here and like I can just like Cinderella some girl and everyone's going to be so shocked and she's going to be so flattered. Like I think he, when he talks to Tasha on the date about how surprised she was, you get a sense that he's like really gratified by how like... Surprised and flattered. Exactly. Like he's like, oh, you were so like thrilled that I picked you, right? Like yeah, that was pretty You didn't see that coming, did you? You didn't see that coming. Thought I was going for that cute blonde over there, (laughs) didn't you? You look nothing like her. But here I am with you. It's crazy, you know. It's so crazy, someone right? like me would slum it with someone like you. Just one of the hottest women on the planet. Yeah. Um so uh Kaylin is like clearly really pissed that everyone thinks Blake isn't it like the guy. So she's handling this by going sort of from person to person yeah. and being like Blake fucked me over and also Christina and like Blake is bad. Blake is bad and he's ruining paradise for me. Which is a, a strategy. Um, Again, guess. something I think probably could have been avoided if she was not ignored. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, but, just that that strategy alone is probably the dumbest move that Blake made, Was which is um, that he could have just spoken to Kaylin uh, right away. And then because in the back of his head, he should be thinking, oh, my gosh, while I'm gone on this date, you know, she's going to have the chance to completely poison the well Right. Um, and get everyone against me. Like, you yeah. should be thinking about, like, this person. If I'm avoiding this person, she might not be thrilled with me right now. Right. Also, she's if you're avoiding someone, they're going to notice. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, also, so we so... should lay out the details yeah. of what Kaylin is telling everyone, which is she was sort of talking to Blake for a while. It didn't really work out. Um, they decide to be friends. They see each other at Stagecoach. He sweet talks her. And they end up sleeping together, but she wakes up the next morning, and while they're still in bed, he's DMing with Hannah G. He's talking about how hot Tasha is. Apparently, he was flirting with Tasha at Stagecoach also. And then he tells her that the night before he had hooked up with her, he had hooked up with Christina. Day one. Day one, Christina. Day two, Kaylin. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this Stage is not, cl- like, the classiest behavior that is being described, um, especially given that, like, they all are within the same franchise and friend group where everyone knows each other. Um, And it just seems... It seems insensitive at at the very least. Like, even if you're hooking up with someone just for sex, I don't particularly want to wake up in the morning and talk about a bunch of other women that they're trying to have sex with. And that's why when Christina later says, like, this is just actually a matter of respect, that... That I I got, and yeah. that yes. made more sense. To, that made sense to yeah. me. I mean, even if it's another, I mean, look, I, I, if it's another woman the day before, it still kind of hurts, and you don't want to hear that the day after you just right. had sex with someone. Right. But it it would be slightly better if it was like someone that's not in the that same franchise in the right. same yeah. world. Someone that, you're not like, gonna see on the beach. Someone you don't paradise. follow on Twitter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, and again, this doesn't mean like Blake is some evil person, right? I just think and we're going like, to get an idiot. more into the yeah as this unfolds. But Ugh, meanwhile, God. he's at dinner with Tasha amid a forest of fairy lights. It's going very well. Their date goes goes very well. It's just it's hard. I know that like like with Jed, my opinion of him has been contaminated by the gossip. But I was just like, he seems so like pleased with all his little bon mots about like. If you love someone, the wrong person so much, think about how much you'll be able to love the right person and just, like, stacking a few of these, like, relationship platitudes next to each other and then looking at her like, I'm a catch. I also (laughs) can't imagine someone saying that, like, on a first date. It just wouldn't land. Like, 
for me. It wouldn't land for me. He did it did it land with, for uh, Tasha. Becca too. Uh, that a, lot, was, a lot of people within this the franchise do this. It's not yeah. specific to Blake. But and also it's just like wrong. Like you, if someone is really toxic for you, you can feel such an attachment to them that it's very hard to replicate in a healthy relationship. Yeah. So like I don't even buy that logic, to be honest. But um, but that's his line and he's sticking to it. <laughs> and then they make out in a hot tub. Um, and meanwhile, Demi and Derek. Yes. Uh, also make out in a body of water. Yeah, they are into eyebrows. I like eyebrows. Bodies in bodies of water, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, Derek, eyebrow stuff. You really came prepared. Yeah, they're waggling their eyebrows at each other, a courtship ritual (laughs) that is sweeping the nation. And they make out in a hot tub. Uh, She does a little jump cut transition for us. She's like, flash to me in a hot tub with Derek. Frenchin. <laughs> that I enjoyed. Um, I thought that was funny. Yeah. That was cute. Um, and uh, Dylan is trying to make his move on Hannah, so he sits her down, and they both act, I'm going to say, completely normal and are like, oh, my God, we're so awkward. We're so weird. Let's just be weird together and just be like, we are into each other. And I was like, you guys Neither could you not be acting weird. more normal. Yeah. <laughs> this is a completely chill, normal conversation. It's dynamic. really infuriating when, like, really, really hot, popular people are like, I'm so awkward. It's, yeah. like, it's so weird how I am so awkward and just, like, so awkward that everyone loves me. Like, it's, this like, one so hair weird. of mine is out yeah. of place. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, how awkward I am. It's, it's so like, weird. so hard to duckling. be, like, so hot and also awkward. Yeah. It is. It's tough for them. Um <laughs> They even have to move a pillow out of the way in order to make out gracefully, which, Ugh. man, it's Just rough out pillows. there to be a, a dater. <laughs> um, and uh, so they get back from the date, Tasha and Blake, and the next day, Tasha's like, it went so well. She's, like, glowing. Uh, all the girls want him. She got, got the date. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Christina's pulling up. Christina kind of describes what happened with her and Blake to Chris Harrison as a relationship. Like, she's basically, like... I think that they had been dating previous to Stagecoach. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. like, there's dating, and then they're saying, like, I was in a relationship that didn't work out. Yeah. And that's... She says both things. Um, and then she says, you know... It didn't work out. And then, you know, something happened at Stagecoach where he was with Kayla the night after me... And I haven't talked to him since. Um, so she's upset. Chris gives her a date card. She's like, I'm not letting a guy walk all over me this time on Paradise. Um, she walks in. And here's where editing could not salvage this for Blake. Blake says, is that Christina? And looks like he wants to pass out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was not spliced in. He is terrified to see her. Why? Like, he also... The way that Blake continues to tell everyone, like, Christina and I, we're like, we, you know, we're like friends. We like, care about it. We yeah. just, yeah. we're there for yeah. each other. Like, as friends. We Definitely dated for a little friends, bit, but, but like, now we're friends and like, I'm, 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 I'm happy to see her. And I it am. Was, it was the most amicable. The, it could not have been more amicable when we stopped dating very yeah. amicably. It's like when an officer pulls someone over for like, you know, going five miles an hour over the speed limit. He's like, officer, um, you know, d- don't, there's no body in the trunk and, and, and there's, no, there's no cocaine in, in the, in the glove compartment. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, what, yeah, officer, you know, go, go right ahead. You, there's nothing in there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's He's, I've never wow. seen someone who is such an unconvincing liar yeah. who was not playing an unconvincing liar on some sort of drama, you know? Um, so Kaylin is also like, you know, when I started talking to Blake and it was sort of romantically still viable seeming, I thought he and Christina were totally over, but like now I'm not sure if we actually overlapped. Right. I mean, it seems like Blake and Christina's formal relationship might have been over, but they clearly were still some, uh, sometimes hooking up and involved with each other in some Apparently. capacity. Uh, so Christina whips out her date card and Cam is like, hey, hey, I'm available. Let's talk. I'm here. And Christina's like, OK, <laughs> I guess could not be less thrilled. Um, and he's like, you could she could be my future wife. I think she'll be an amazing mom. Um, I'm ready. I'm so attracted to her. And I was like, that's not relevant because she's not attracted to you. (laughs) Um, But for some reason, uh, Christina decides to give the the date to Blake, even though she is clearly pissed at him. Well, and this is where she says, I'm going to make Blake my bitch. Right. She, like, has a plan. Mm. And I'm like, what is it? Oh, my God. What's she going to do to him? And I had to wait all night to find out because this is where the episode (laughs) cuts off. And I was really anticipating her revenge plot. And guys, I have to say, it was was a huge letdown. Anticlimactic. This is when producers are like, we, I guess we shouldn't give them the carnival date. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, oh boy, do we have more to break down from week one of BIP. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. 
They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Allo Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to allomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code LTSI20. allomoves.com code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into like their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible like neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and 
what it goes with. This is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection. And it was so good. And it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks and... It's been really helpful because my French is not good, but now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the show, do you need more Here to Make Friends? Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week, we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And for those in the Philadelphia area, we're doing another live show at World Cafe Live in Philly on Thursday, August 22nd. Tickets are available at WorldCafeLive.com. Come join us. And now back to the show. But, you know, she does – they go on the date the next day um, or for us the next day. Um, and it is a, a little chance for her to give him a bit of a jolt. They're kind of doing one of those four-wheeling sort of fun through, like, dust and mud. It looks fun. But and also, like, Christina's bridge. really relishing the, like, the jolts and the risky bits. And Blake is like, oh, this is <laughs> – she's being really fun. intense right now. Um, but – the real, the real revenge is that she sits him down for their romantic date conversation after the four-wheeling or whatever dust dune bugging it, it is. She sits him down afterwards and is like, what happened at Stagecoach was really fucked up and it was a slap in the face and you hurt me. And Blake is just thrown. He seems to think like none yeah. of this would, have, would come up in paradise, which yeah. feels insane to believe Naive. That. Like to naive, naive. Yeah. Um, and his uh, the way he handles this is so it's bad questionable. And his first reaction though is really funny, where he's just like, "Listen, so what happened? Like he's gonna clear this up. He's totally mm-hmm. gonna clear it up. It was late. 
we were drinking, we took things too far, and we both woke up and we were like, well, we probably just, you know, we took it too far, and we knew we were just going to be friends. And then he pauses and, like, licks his lips really nervously. And I was like, you started that thinking that this was going to make things better, and as you finished, you were like, oh, that actually changed nothing, and I look really dumb now. And Christina's like, okay, great. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, that doesn't make it better. She's like, the timing is unfortunate because I was the night before, and, like, that really hurt me. Hurt me. I like it felt really disrespectful. And Blake says, "Well, I told you because I respect you." And Christina's like, "Well, it really hurt my feelings how you handled it." And he says, "Well, I made my bed and I went to sleep in it." <laughs> and Christina says, "Did you change the sheets?" Change the that sheets? was a good. That it was, was a good line. It was a good was, yeah. line, he Christina. Really set that up for ooh. her. Like, why would you bring Point up beds Christina. metaphorically yeah. in this setting? That is ooh. And. This conversation was really frustrating to watch because I felt like Blake was missing the point of why Christina was upset. Right. He's like, I was single. I'm allowed to hook up with people. And that wasn't And he's getting angry. He gets angry with her very quickly. Which I thought was shitty. Like, I had much more sympathy for him, honestly, in his later conversation with Kaylin than I did in this one. Because clearly, also, like, he and Christina do seem to have a genuine closeness. But here's the here's the thing, I, I, and this is where I could see what's going through Blake's mind mm-hmm. is that he's like, "Oh my God, I'm here, I you know, and and right away, and now I am being confronted yeah. in front of the cameras on television as like you know on my first date for having second sex date. with second date, sorry, yeah, having sex with two women back to back at this festival and I am going to look so bad. Yes. Maybe he's and my very edit aware. is going to be so bad and my reputation is going to be completely destroyed. And he's right. And Christina, you know, you could have not done this. Br- to you me. could have brought this up to me before like right after it had happened and you found out. You could have confronted me then. It sounds like he here. only told her Bef- a week before they went to paradise. Yeah, which shortly he says later. before they went. Which on also the show. see, which seems like the bigger error. It's like, yeah, he yeah. he should have probably told her like right after it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah another. Another. Another yeah. mistake. But like the the main thing is that the tone that he takes isn't just defensive. It ends up coming across as really kind of nasty. Like he's sure he's like you know this you you waited to tell me about this until paradise. It's how convenient. And I would never have done this to you. And she's like, well, you know, you humiliated me. And he's like, oh, I humiliated you. Oh, that's, I humiliated. that's immature. That's really immature. Yeah, I just didn't. I did not And I was like, like you're acting was very immature. Him. Like, that's a very the immature conversation and started breaking down it. there also. I mean, then it, then it started breaking down kind of on both sides. But, yeah, I mean, that was not a good look. Yeah, I, I think that Christina somehow expected this to go differently, but I'm not sure how she expected it to go differently. I don't really understand how Blake thought this was going to go yeah, for him. Yeah, I don't know how. But somehow they were both really unprepared for how this conversation went. And then yeah. Blake ends up asking her, like, so do you just have feelings for me and that's what's going on here? Which I also thought was a little bit condescending. Yeah, I didn't love that. Like, like just the way he said it, it was like, oh, so you're just so in love with me that, like, that's the only reason you could feel disrespected by this. Yeah, and I think Christina's point was more like, you showed sort of a lack of care and respect for, like, hooking up with two people who know each other so close together. And now you're in a setting where there's, like, a high likelihood that you will do sort of what Dean did to me or yeah. where you will be someone who is that guy on Paradise who hurts people. 
And, like, they were not communicating that well to each other about that. Um, And then he ends up just saying, I'm done, and, like, kind of walking away from her, which also, not great. Uh, This was just, there was just, uh, the whole Blake thing was so rough and, like, left me so confused, but there's still so much to unpack. I know. Um, Meanwhile, Kaylin is still telling everyone, Blake has been gaslighting me. Which? She says that he asked her to lie about what happened and that she, you know, that she feels like a dirty secret. He told her that she was a mistake. It It sounds like what actually happened is probably that he said this was a mistake. I can understand how that would really hurt, but I think it's very rare for someone to tell a hookup you are a mistake, mistake. but it's more common to be like this was a mistake. So she is like, yes, I'm being gaslighted. Even then, you don't want to hear this was a mistake. No, absolutely not. That would really hurt It's semantics there. I feel like, again, she's... But they seem really stuck on the semantics, which is why I wanted to... Because everyone's like, I can't believe he said she was. You a are a mistake. <laughs> what a crazy thing to Your parents didn't mean to have say. you. <laughs> You're a mistake. It felt like her anger You're was also accident. sort of ratcheting up as more time went on yeah. because she had time to kind of stew over this. He still hadn't he spoken to her. to her. Yeah. So finally, he comes back, and I think because of what happened with Christina, he was like, "I guess I have to talk to Kaylin. I can't pretend she's not here for the entire time in paradise." And he's like, oh, it's so funny. Oh, so funny. I haven't even gotten to talk to you yet. And she's like, just immediately basically goes in on him and bursts into tears. Because she this has been building for her. She's like an emotional bomb goes off in front of him. He's like, hey, let's like, girl, let's sit down and chat. Finally. And she's like, I feel so disrespected by you. And I feel like dirty dirty little little secret. secret. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, I did not expect that volume. the the look of genuine shock and horror on his face did feel real to me. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna say that, that. Also, there's no question that he went to go talk to Caleb because he's like, well, things with Christina didn't go so well, and you know, Tasha's cool and all, but like, also, you know, Caleb's here and she's kind of fun and right. really attractive. And suddenly, let me go, let me go see. Like, and Caleb's like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like he's and not, Blake is just freaking out at this point. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh yeah. my god. Honestly, it seemed to me like really transparent that he thought maybe it was now evident that he had to do damage control with Kaylin and he thought that it would be easier to do it with her than with Christina because maybe they hadn't had mm-hmm. as serious of a relationship. Yeah. And he was right, like, at least I can like, but because he had waited so, so long to talk to her, it was actually a worse, worse. situation. Um, and also... Kaylin has really been fixating on Blake instead of getting to know other guys. So, like, she has been stewing on this one grievance and for a long time. And that comes out. And I guess, you know, because, you know, because you, you, it begs the question, it's like, well, then why did she wait? Why didn't she go and just confront him? But, I mean, he's been gone on so many dates. Right. He's been he's on not, two dates, which he, is... That's not... Yeah. And two dates the first two. I mean, he's so he's he's basically gone the entire day both yeah. times, you know? Yeah. I mean, part. he seems really shocked, but also when she says something like, you, you know, you call me a mistake, and he's like, did I? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, I guess I called you a mistake. And I was like, if you wouldn't do that, then, like, it seems weird that you let that go so easily. But I don't, I don't know. He's I really he's overwhelmed. really overwhelmed. And, and also probably he seemed genuinely, like, horrified that yeah. he had apparently said that. Um, I'm just – the thing to me – okay, so we have to talk about the, <sighs> the text he released yes. on Instagram. Oh, God. 
So then, it just this whole thing got so ugly, and I so I want to say like before we kind of get into it that. I genuinely left last night being like, I'm concerned for both Kaylin and Blake's mental health. And I, people on the internet get really nasty. And both of them, I think, are really getting a lot of hate. And it's just like, if I don't think any of our listeners would do that, but like, no one should be doing that. And that is awful. And I think it's. Yeah, that's sort of the baseline for this conversation. Right. Like, we're we're going to be critical of how people act on the show, but that's not the same as being like, as Demi says, at some point, Blake is, on, is a 100% bad person. I don't think that's true. No. I don't think any of these people are 100% bad. Sometimes we watch them make mistakes and we talk about that, but that's not a, a, an endorsement of, like, harassing them or... Or an indictment of someone's entire character. Right. And it's very hard to watch Blake, you know, in such an emotional state or something that's pretty true, which is it probably would and will change his life a lot, at least in the short term and possibly in the longer term, to have his reputation sort of torched in this setting. Um, And his family is going to be, like, probably affected by that. And to see, you know someone reacting to that very emotionally is is rare uh, on the franchise to, like, really see them coping with that. But, like, it's true for a lot of people who go on the show and, and have a bad stint. And usually the consequences are disproportionate to what they actually did wrong. Um, and we don't want to be a part of, like, of causing that kind of yeah. deep pain uh, in someone's life. Um, and the same is true of Kaylin. So Kaylin... Uh, and Blake texted um, about this incident, it seems, at Stagecoach, and he posts some of their texts in an effort to clear his name on Instagram stories. He's now taken them down, um, he says, because people were attacking Kaylin. Which it's sort of like, of course. Right, but, I, like, I'm really torn because, Me like, too. of course they were going to. And I do feel like there were some texts included that were unnecessary for his point, but that were just, like, make sure to point out that Kaylin just loves having sex. Right. And I was yeah. like, oh, boy. Like, uh, like, I'm a gratuitous. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I don't think that actually is a defense of anything of, she's of accused anything. you of doing. No. And it just makes it look like you want everyone to know that she is, like. She came on to you. Right. Is, um, so, but then there the also point. is some, some there are some yeah. texts that suggest that, like, she was also on Board with the casual with the, with the casualness, with the cover up, with with not wanting people to know that they had been involved. The text seemed to indicate specifically a concern about um, about Hannah G. I assume mm-hmm. a reference to Hannah. Have you told Hannah yet? Um, it seemed like Blake was trying to get wanted to, like it seems like maybe production somehow found out about their hookup and they realized it was going Colton to be and Cassie had heard about it and so they were like oh it must have gotten out but like how do people know um they were trying to talk to Colton and Cassie well Kaylin had no Kaylin had told Colton and Cassie okay, about it but they but, had heard but um and they had not they told her like, we didn't tell anyone so they couldn't right, right, figure right. out why i assume production mm-hmm. like had found out about this yeah. so they knew it was going to get be, become somewhat of a storyline. Um, and so they needed to, like, tell all the parties. I assume Blake told Hannah, told Christina before Paradise. Right. Mm-hmm. So what it looks like from the text is that Kaylin also didn't want people to know. Right. That she was like, we've been very careful. People can't know about this. 
What's confusing to me is, A, if they were on the same page throughout this, then why was he so upset to see her? And B, why would Kaylin not want people to know? Like, how is she implicated in this? Because if it's just that Blake was, like, stringing a couple other girls along and then did this thing with Kaylin, that seems like his problem. So, like, what about this makes it Kaylin's problem? Why was she also yeah, seemingly Yeah, it seems like there are still this? things that are There's missing. a fear, I think, you know, and, and obviously, you know, as you're watching the show, it's probably an unfounded fear, but it's a fear nevertheless that if – if the show and production finds out that you're already sleeping with contestants that you they may not want you to be on paradise because yeah. you may already have something with someone or you know i mean there is they they do sort of obviously they frown upon that and in your contract you know you're not really supposed to and i i've heard mm. recently that there is a new revised contract for this season of paradise that sort of prevents you from posting things with other you know, other cast members during the show, like think weird other provisions that, wow. you know, that they would never seek to enforce probably right. unless they felt like it was a Just material kind of, yeah. breach that they needed to enforce. And so I think this is one of those things that's like, oh, my God, I don't want people to find out because I, I do want to go to paradise. I don't want to be, you know, the girl that slept with Blake. You know, I do want to find someone mm-hmm. else. At least at least that's what it seemed like maybe through these through these text messages before they went on the show. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely seems from the text like Kaylin is an active participant in, in this cover-up. Yeah. And what then seems to have shifted maybe is that she got to Paradise and was her. like, people are going to know. I have to get out ahead of this somehow. She Meanwhile, also seemed Blake is not talking to her. Right. She also seemed almost hurt that people were other people were aware of his other hookups, but exactly. not yeah. hers. Like yeah. she was like, I was worried about this, and now it no longer seems like a big issue. So I don't want to be the one who's secret. Who has Plus, a secret. it's like the information's out there. I don't know how that's gonna come out. Um, Blake is treating me like I don't exist. Yeah. Like these things, kind of, it seems All like. And sort of hit each other. But what's troubling is that then it seems like she comes up with sort of a slightly alternative history. Narrative, yeah. In order to justify how upset she is. And that's troubling. Rather than just being like, I'm really upset that Blake, someone who I was intimate with, is ignoring me. Yeah. That feels like shit. Like, that is actually... I feel like he's ashamed of it. Right. You have complete license to be upset with someone if they ignore you. Um, I I think also playing into it is the fact that she's being ignored and she's seeing all of a sudden, you know, Blake is on this pedestal. He's basically like the bachelor in paradise. Like he is he is the one that everyone's going for. And now all of a sudden she realizes, you know, you know, again, this is speculation. I'm not trying to attack Kalen, but I think she realizes, wow, my social capital would might go up if everyone here knows that I also slept with, with Blake. You know, everyone thinks he's so hot and so wonderful. Like, yeah. I want it to be known that, like, I was able to get with him. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I think plays it into it a little like bit, too. There was some resentment that he is a really hot commodity and she not only is not getting that kind of attention, which it seems like very – only a couple people are the focus of a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, but also that he's not even, like, letting some of that shine rub off on her at yes. all. 
Yeah. Um, so it's just messy. It's and really ugly. messy. Yeah. The texts to so me nuanced. don't make me feel that much better about Blake's behavior, but they definitely didn't make me feel about Kaylin either. And like, it's really hard to. I do think Blake tried to be like, please don't attack Kaylin. That's not what this is about. But like, he I was genuine, like on Instagram, basically in tears. And like, I don't know what kind of options he has. Like, he was really put on blast. But then I look back and I'm like, he's acted really poorly, right? Just from what we've actually seen. Yeah. So I don't feel like he's the innocent victim in this either. No, and I think, and I think for both of them, probably the public reaction like does not fit the crime. You right. know, for both of them, very disproportionate. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. it's definitely disproportionate. I would like and, everyone ugh. to take it down a notch, including the show itself, because yeah. I'm exhausted and we still have some things to cover. I know. even though we're over an hour, so let's oh, God, get okay. into it. Um, everyone is now gossiping about Blake and like him being a fuckboy. Yeah. Demi's like he's like in a love pentagon now, and Hannah G is Calls like it polygamy summer camp. <laughs> That was good. So, that was good. I'm like, that's basically an alt title for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. So. And Hannah's clearly not thrilled. Tasha finds out from Christina. Um, She's about... basically like, okay, then I'm done. Then I'm done. Yeah. That right. Was... It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I get is... it. Like, honestly, if I were in that position, even if I didn't think Blake was a monster, I'd just be like, that's not I don't what I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. The cost benefit analysis. And of Tasha's this, like... also like, right? Like, Tasha, she's been, she's been married. Yeah. Right. So she's probably like, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to deal Red with that flag. shit. Like, Red yeah. Flag. Especially because, yeah. I mean, Blake is 30. Like, he's not, right. like, a, a child. That's sort of my feeling also on this. Is I'm like, oh, Blake, you should you should just know better yeah. at 30. Yeah. I mean, I, I do believe that. But he's sewing uh, his post-Bachelorette Wild Oats. And, right. And we were talking about this last night. It's just, like, Claire was bringing up to me, you know, the, the sort of, like, insane amount of sexual capital that these men are granted when they come off. And it's not... Especially someone Positive. like Blake, who yeah. was, like, Necessarily. the, the yeah. heartthrob of his season. Like, everyone yeah. was so sad for him that his heart was broken. He seems like a great guy. He's hot. Like, men like that on the show feel like it seems, like, sexually invincible. Yeah. And then they find out maybe a little too late that, like, the consequences for fucking that up in some way are also really disproportionate, just like their heightened popularity was. <laughs> right, exactly. It's all inflated. Yeah. It's all yeah. inflated and it's all kind of unearned. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it's it's kind of, it's a bummer to see yeah. the downside. I also really hate to see how much these men get valorized, even though we totally participate in it and we want to hang out with Tyler C. We're still here. <laughs> um, and uh, so... Blake is like, my reputation is ruined. No one's going to be into me now. He's losing his mind. But uh, meanwhile, some other relationships are blossoming. Right. (laughs) Dylan and Hannah are basically attached at the hip. Dylan is, I'm going to say it, I think he's coming on too strong. Yes. It's a little much. People like to see a guy be really committed. But, like, he is, like, draping himself. Like, she goes away for, like, a five-minute He's like, I missed you. She comes back. He, like... Pull, like throws yeah. his body over her and is like, I miss you. Like, I just puts his head on her chest. Like it's just a little. He seems very sweet. He seems yeah. to really like her. He's I, he's very cute. He's, he's very cute. I like Dylan, uh, but I do think if we were seeing any shade of this kind of behavior from a woman, it would be like, oh god, like yeah. clingy, yeah. like go it away. She's possessive. crazy. It's so early. Um, Hannah, I want to give credit to for being like. 
pretty damn direct multiple times with people. Yeah. Maybe too direct. Like, I'm not sure <laughs> she even owes it to, like, say that. I but I, but I, I, I respect it. I think it's better. It's better yeah, that they're going to see it anyway. They're yeah, gonna see exactly. It. They're going to watch the show. And, and I think know, it would but... come out. Like, I think it would be stupid yeah. for her not to tell him. Yeah. But... I think it's unclear to me, like, we don't see enough of their conversations to know if Dylan has any basis for feeling surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Because Hannah's thing, tip like, across the board seems to be like, it's week one. I want to try to be open. I want to have fun. I don't want to be, like, tunnel vision. But Dylan keeps being like, how does she keep making out with other guys? And I'm like, I... She told you she wants... Unless she Unless is she... also telling him, I only am interested in you and we just haven't really seen that. Right. Um, but so typically she's not she's not making moves like Wills pulls her aside and is like, hey, girl, paradise is the time to tell someone how you feel. So and then he just plants a huge wet kiss on her. I and love Wills, but she like it, literally wipes her mouth yeah. off afterwards. These, these, yeah. guys, these guys are not reading the body language. They're not reading no. the situation there. He also just yeah. really went for it without much. Like, they, yeah, like you didn't really get the sense that he was quite sure she would be receptive yeah yeah but i do i i really like wills but like no eh, i do too but they're they're all they're being prodded by producers also yeah. like yeah. this is your like, chance you gotta go like, especially because dylan is there all like, the time and fairly to willing know. to interrupt yeah. so he's like he's like gotta take my chance I've right got, now i've got three minutes on the clock all right i think you're really cool and like paradise is the time to make a move so right yeah. crazy kiss <laughs> like all yeah. right here's dylan <laughs> okay we'll talk about your family next but <laughs> <laughs> exactly like we'll get to the less important stuff later like building an emotional bond um so uh <laughs> and 100 percent consent we're, we're just gonna kiss we're just gonna kiss i'm getting no vibes from you that Not you want to kiss me but this is what i'm doing um and uh so hannah tells dylan right away and he's like okay i get it but he's clearly very upset he is like basically um spiritually married to hannah at this point yes. also i have to tell you like on the on the franchise kissing is considered currency for whatever really? reason, it is like if you kiss someone, you believe that that is the, that is my person now. You like have like some you, claim. You yeah. like, well, she wouldn't have kissed me if she weren't also interested in me. You know, no. like you sort of like delude yourself into yeah. thinking that. And that's why you'll see it's just so weird in like the context of like real dating life. But like that's why you'll see these guys kiss a person once and then go on camera and act like they just married their best friend of of 17 years. Cam does it later with, you know, we'll get to that. But, you know, kissing is like this, this current, it is, it's like a currency. it's just weird that the woman can sit there passively as someone goes in for a kiss and then the guy is like, she chose me, bro. Like, I'm not was. We were hot and heavy. She was making out with me. Um, Clay uh, is getting some love. Uh, Bibby is telling Wells, like, oh, I'm really vibing Clay. And Wells is like, maybe you should be proactive. And she's like, okay, Wells, sure, great idea. And I'm like, no, literally, Bibiana, that's what you have to do. Um, And so she sits down with Clay. And I felt like this was a very half-hearted attempt to to snag Clay. Like, she basically just lets him talk about how hot she is for, like, five minutes. And she's like... Yeah, yeah, that was it. Thank yeah. you. I That's feel like really nice. This again, Bibby's an example of someone who just like this environment is not natural for her. It's also I'm like Which I get. And a lot of these people they struggle and like they clearly are single off the show as well. And I'm like, 
maybe this is a chance to watch the game tape and to be like, I'm so fun and funny in 95% of conversations. Then I sit down with a guy I'm interested in and I just nod and smile while he tells me I'm hot. And I assume that we are dating now. And maybe that's not the move. Like maybe I should bring some of my like cute, like, my hoo-hahs whispering jokes into the flirtation. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, that was funny. It was she well. doesn't funny. give Clay anything like that. Yeah. So then he sits down with Nicole and they are, are flirty laughing, and laughing, snuggling, talking about, you know, whether they said I love you in their last relationship. Apparently he never said I love you to Angela. Which, Ooh. eight months. Love is for a wife. Well, I'm wondering if there's any backlash, like anything to, any text being posted today to, <laughs> yeah, show, to show otherwise. Uh, we should check that. Um, but Clay gets a date card, and Bibby is like, I got it in the bag. And I'm like, girl, no, you don't. Um, mm. So Clay asks Nicole, and uh, and this is, and you know, Bibby cries. She feels very rejected. No, this is when she kind of says, well, maybe he's just asking Nicole because he's already sure of our connection, oh, yeah. and he needs to see if there's anything there with Nicole. That was kind of, oh, uh, It's hard. She's, she's. Trying to I love Bibby. To I know Bibby, and I, I adore Bibby. And you know, we were on Winter Games together, she and she so is great. just so wonderful and so yeah. smart and Ugh. so fun. I just want better and, for her. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just one of those things. You just you don't know that it's not going to be the right situation for you until you get there and do it, and you come in with such high hopes, and yeah. and they're dashed immediately. Yeah, dashed. and also I just have a. I'm like, oh, I want better for the over 30s. Right. Yeah. It's like these women come in, they're like, yeah, I want a relationship. And like all the guys their age are like, obviously, I want to date the 24 year old blonde. <laughs> but also, I'm just like, Annalise and Bibby in particular, I'm just like, they do not have game. And it's. And I don't have, I, I don't either. So like, right, I But like in the context relatable. of like all these other girls have a lot of game, yeah. it's, it's hard to watch them trying to compete. Um, like, and, and winter we, games. that's not always winter the games case. was much better for Bibby. Yeah, yes. that's true. <laughs> Um, she did very well. Yeah. But this yeah. is when uh, Annalise decides it's time. Now that Clay is going on a date, it's time to pull him aside in his date costume, fully ready to go out and sweep Nicole off her feet. It's time for Annalise to step in and be like, Great I can't believe you can even walk onto this beach that knowing was, how you are crushing Angela, my such dear friend. an extreme opener. I was like, Annalise, no. That's, and she just starts crying. I'm like, this yeah. A, this is not your relationship. Yeah. So you should not be taking yeah, the tack of like so I'm much going to. There yeah. Yeah. Which she even says later, she says like it was like talking to ten of yeah, my ex boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. And like no. Yeah. She's like I'm so no. sick of guys saying they're going to marry you, which apparently, according to Angela Clay, told her I'm so sick of guys saying they're going to marry you and then like not following through. Um, there's a lot of it's very it's personalized for her. Um, Clay is meanwhile saying like. That you're misinformed. Like we broke up three months ago. I'm not saying this stuff to Angela. I'm Which not seeing her. Which felt like when he kind of says, "I didn't even have that co- that contact did not occur." You have falsified information. I was sort of like, "Eh, Clay, I feel like you're a little full of shit." Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> He's been advised by say. his attorney to say right. That. Like I don't believe him, but I also still think like Annalise was kind of out of line. Right. No, she was totally like I. I don't know if I believed everything Clay said, but I do know that the. If she really felt the need as a friend to say something to him. And she even's like, as a friend to you, like, I feel like you just felt like you weren't going to be picked up by a football team and you don't have two feet on the ground right now and you're just kind of flailing. And I was like, if you felt this way, the time to, to sit him down was three days ago when you both were right. new to the beach and like saying hi to each other 
and and you wanted to clear the air. Like now, it feels like sabotage. And it's it's another situation with like a ticking time bomb, and this ticking time bomb makes even less sense than the Kaylin one. And I don't know if projection's the right word. Maybe it's like transference or whatever. But she's like taking the hurt that I guess she feels like her friend feels, and 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 transferring it into her own hurt from her own past relationships. Right. And this, for whatever reason, whatever Clay did to her friend rips off this wound, this scab for her, and she just, like, comes at him at, like, full tilt, and he is just not, again, like Blake in a situation, like, sort of ambushed by this. Yeah, yeah. like, he's... Because he seems to know it's going to be a tough conversation. Right, he's like, yeah, yeah you are in an awkward but position. I can appreciate that. The scale of it is... Because, like, again, if she had had, like, a normal, sane conversation with him two days ago, this I think it could have gone much differently. I agree. And he's moments away from going on exactly. his date. Exactly. The, timing, the timing is just like, ah. Uh, the timing felt malicious, it couldn't have been to be worse. honest. So she then co- goes back to the, the ladies at the bar, really emotional, crying, and she's like, you know, it's like you just, he knew he was caught and that people wouldn't think he was perfect anymore. And like, it was so emotional. And Demi is like, okay, yeah, but it just sucks that it was right before his date with Nicole. And Annalise says, I hear you. I didn't want to do that. And Demi, I loved this, this is a moment where Demi. I love Demi so this is much. This yeah. aggressive. Yeah. She was like, so why did you? Yeah. And I was like, that is the question that usually would not be asked, but that but would I'm, be no. the obvious I'm question. I'm very follow-up. glad. That yeah. is the necessary yeah. follow-up. I, and I was very, I was with Demi up through this yeah. point. I was like, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, and she's being very, like, gently, like, you rolled a grenade on in there, and, like, you only heard one side of the story, and now you're here to meet someone else, and you're you're going into Clay's lane. and Which juxtaposed that you've only heard one side of the story with how she is bashing and destroying Blake right. after only hearing one side of that story. So it just, right. this goes back to the point that you both made earlier about Annalise is there without a real good best friend. Demi is much closer with Kaylin and and Christina, et cetera. And so it's very easy for her to put to to paint uh, to paint Blake as the bad guy and believe that one side of the story. Now with Annalise, it was another woman. Now she's defending the guy. Because yeah. she only knows her no, side of wants, the story. Yeah. And she no wants Nicole and, to be and Nicole, happy. And she wants no Nicole to be happy. To it's all loyalty Annalise here. the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> right. Um, and and everyone wants to give it to Christina and Kaylin. And, of course, the fact that Hannah G, who everyone loves, is also sort of implicated. Um, they're very protective of her. So, like, yeah, Demi is saying Blake was a 100% bad person. And and even if Kaylin and Christina's story is completely right, that seems extreme. Mm. Um, yes. And meanwhile, she's saying about Annalise, like in her in the moment after try, apparent being sort of understanding and nice in person in her in the moment, she's like, grandma is off her meds. I hated that. that was I hated nasty. it. It was I nasty. Like it. it was nasty. Mm. Um, and she's like, Annalise is choosing to be selfish and get something off her chest. That has nothing to do with her. There might not be a worse judge of character when it comes to men than Annalise. I mean, I mean, I don't think Annalise has good judgment when it comes me to men. No. But the gra- the grandma's no. off her meds yeah. part is what really bothered Awful. me. I was like, age shaming is totally inappropriate. There, it, yeah. that's also completely irrelevant. Mental to illness. If you, yeah, yeah, making yeah. light of yeah. mental illness, like that's just that's fucked up. Yeah. I didn't make like a that. joke a different way. It, like, yeah. it comes down to it all boils down to the main point, which you both made earlier. This is not a place for Annalise to find. No, love. it really isn't. But we do see her trying to find some love uh, after we see Clay and Nicole's date, which goes very well. They're at a carnival um, and they make out and very they're both sweet. like super into each other. So sorry, Bibby. Mm. Um, 
But then it's time for the cocktail party and the rose ceremony. Um, and Cam is like, my wife could be in this palapa. Like, and if we certainly haven't chatted not yet, it's your last chance. And I was like, none of them Oh, wanted. my God. But of all people. Too. It's fortunate for Kayla and that Cam is there because clearly no one wants Cam. Kayla needs a rose. She hasn't been paying attention to any of the guys. She's like, great. I'll so, just, I'll talk to Cam for five minutes and right. I'll be fine. And she can is, just wander right. over and be like. Very obvious what's going on here. And Cam takes it for, yeah, genuine interest, which is. Or does he? I have. I. It's very oh, unclear. I think he does. The I think kiss he does. And he's like, my heart is beating out of my chest. I think he and, takes it for genuine interest. He does. But I also don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's yeah. like, I don't have any infatuations with the other girls like I do with you. Um, right. What a line. Except for Christina, who's going to make a great mom for his <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blake tries to do some damage control with Tasha, um, and she's like, I think you need to clear things up because Christina painted you in a very bad light, and I, I, yeah. you know, I think you need to deal with that. Um, so she's clearly it's off good the advice. table. Yeah. He goes to Kaylin and tells her how awful she, he feels. And that he didn't want her to feel like a dirty little secret. And she says, I just want your shit to be fixed and to move on. And he's like, okay. Um, So it's time for him to deal with things by making a bold move on Hannah G. Oh, my God. Who has just told Wills that she is definitely not the girl for him. She doesn't Mm -hmm. want to waste his rose. She's like. Again, I yeah. liked how My she handled that. Dylan. Great job. That that I yeah. commend her for. Yeah, very yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Uh, Wills is is upset, and it's always hard to see Wills cry, but I appreciated that Hannah handled it that way. Yes. Then she goes back to Dylan, who's like, I freak out when I'm not around you. And I was like, Dylan, mm. Dylan, take it down. Take it down and Codependence is, yeah. yeah. But Blake has been setting up a candlelit retreat for for him and Hannah because that she's the one he came to paradise to pursue. Right. Which is why he definitely did not ask her on a date. Right. Yeah. And now it's day three and the cocktail <laughs> and he's party. Burned and... through like three women. Yes. Uh, in one way or another. Um, so he's like, now I'm gonna do everything right from now on, and you're the reason I'm here. And she's like, Well, I made other connections um because of what you were like doing with your mm-hmm. time. And he's like, well, I still feel like there's something between us. And, like, I love your dress. You look so great. Weirdest compliment <laughs> and timing of a compliment and manipulative. And if you look at her body language, like, during this whole thing, she is not giving him the I want to kiss you look, you know. Yeah. And he is clearly. Yeah, poor, I sort of uh, feel for Hannah. Like, all of these men just keep yeah. being yeah. like, and now we will make out. She's yeah. just too cute and demure. Yeah. And, like. <laughs> has two big blue eyes like she she's a, I mean a I, I can't them. imagine what it would yeah. be like to be that hot she's a I Disney princess either. yeah it's an old fashioned I have princess. to say it's one thing that I've very rarely been subjected to are um, unwanted declarations of yeah. love from, from men <laughs> and it's freeing I have a lot of uh, other stuff that I'd like to get done with my time like crafting mm. and baking and you know, doing my job. So, uh, you know, I don't know what it would be like to be like Hannah, but she does seem to warm up. It's weird to see Blake switch uh, back into his sort of like smooth talker mode. Yeah. 
it does feel very disingenuous to watch. It did seem it seemed slick. He seemed like a. It just yeah. again seemed like the complete uh, wrong move. If uh, you're worried yeah. about how you're coming off, mm, it right. I, this like maybe really fix your stuff and go talk to. Tisha. I was team Blake. Yeah. Like I was like I think Blake is ambushed, getting ambushed here. I think like yeah. and then you know the text everything else and then I saw this interaction. I don't know why this really this interaction the way Blake sort of like turned the switch yeah. and became like this used car salesman type guy. Right. Like it really just. Um, it wasn't a good look. It, it wasn't. It really made me question then, you know, you know, maybe there's there's a lot more veracity to what, you know, Christina and, and Kaylin are saying and yeah. that he has this charm that he uses to manipulate. Right. And I, it makes me wonder, you know, I don't remember everything from Becca's season super well. I don't remember him coming off like that. And maybe it was just because he had one woman to focus on. Some guys handle that context better. But, like, I, think I don't he, remember I don't this know. sort of... It never seems when no. we see him talking with a woman like he's trying to like get to know them really or share himself. He just has a lot of lines and he has a little smile that he does for them. He's it's changed. It's a performance. It's a, he yeah. was earnest and genuine with with Becca. Now he's and now performing he is, earnestness. He is also it, look. I mean, talk about you talk about his social capital. He's the it guy. He's well, the exactly. There. I think it and went to his. It's head. gone to his head a little bit. And, and he, he even kind of says like in in the in, in the Instagram that he, message, not the text that he posted last night. You know, he even says, like, I have a lot of insecurities I've been struggling with and lost myself this year. I've gotten way in over my head with women and have made a lot of mistakes. And although never my intent, I hurt several people along yeah. the way. So he seems to yeah. understand. He's like, I feel a lot of shame, like, and I take responsibility for my actions. And yeah. I believe that he's sort of apology. having a, a reckoning it's an epiphany, yeah. with his own behavior. Yes. I hope that he can find his way out of this and that it won't be too harrowing. I hope that for everyone on this season, but this particular sit down was hard to watch, especially yes. with the rapid switch from like I'm in tears, my life is ruined, there's no to way like out of Hannah this. Like Hannah G, how you do? It almost yeah. felt strategic. I like that dress. It felt like a strategic like I'm going to switch yeah. over to being Mr. Romance. Um like Hannah G, almost like I don't know, like taking advantage of her sort of submissiveness a little bit or right. you know, like uh like I could there's there's still a door open. It's still open a little bit. I'm going to pry it open and, you know, that kind of. Yeah. When she was clearly, like, trying to, her body, angle of her body position, I just I just felt like she was giving him the sign that, like, I'm really conflicted. Yeah. I have other things going on. Like, you didn't take me on that date, so I've made connections with other guys. And he sort of, like, He's like, but, but aren't you open? Signs. Aren't you very yeah. open to me still? There's still a glimmer yeah. of light. Gonna pry her boundaries open. It's very, um, very Star Wars. Like these are not the <laughs> droids you, you're looking for. <laughs> it's very like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, that was a really nerdy reference. No, I liked yeah. it. It was Bring great. that yeah. energy. Um, so, so they kiss, and then now she's confused. Um, and she goes back to Dylan and tells him, tells immediately. him immediately. Dylan is starting to get pissed. He's like, "I look so dumb. I think it's shady that this." She keeps telling me she wants to spend time with me, but then this keeps happening, and I'm like, "Those two things aren't completely at odds, especially week one of Paradise." But like, yeah. I would be upset in his position, but juxtaposed with how possessive he has been acting, I'm like slightly troubled by it. Um, and then the girls are and Wells are like, "What do you want to do next week?" And she's like, "I don't know. Like, I don't know who." And uh, Wells. Is like is it seems like you should pursue Blake. Wells is such a little shitster. He he's he's producing this show. Yeah, he is really like on production, yeah. on team production at this point. Like yeah. every time someone comes up to him, he's like, "But 
But what if you did this thing? That yeah. is like definitely counterproductive and everyone, for that person. The thing, Wells has so much, you know, so much capital on that show that when he is behind that bar telling you something, these people are taking it as they like, have no one else to talk to. Yeah. Man is they engaged are, to the a star of Modern Family. Yeah, right. Like, they trade it up. When he says, you too can he marry says, it. You know, I think you're into Blake. You know, they're like, like you're he, right. Like, I am. Oh my God, I am into Blake. Oh, I Oracle love Blake. Wells like, snaps yes. in front of their yeah. eyes, and they're like. <gasps> Um, so that's it's just it's very funny to watch. That's where we end. Four hours of paradise. Four hours of paradise, and we do not get a rose ceremony. I'm so angry, but we do get over an hour and a half of of tape on this recap. So I think I think the NAFTA trade agreements are holding up the roses (laughs) from getting getting to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's tough. uh, There are a lot of considerations, you know, when you're trying to do a rose ceremony in Sayulita. And most importantly, uh, Jane is still there and making John Paul Jones vomit. Oh my God! How could I forget this? (laughs) That was actually the highlight of it. The really night. was. Jane decides. Well, so John Paul Jones has mostly, it seems like, been getting attention from Onyeka, uh, who is really still into him. She's braiding his hair. They kiss. He's like, "You're a breath of fresh air," like four times. Um, and then Jane is like, "I need to hustle for this rose. I'm gonna make John Paul Jones taco tastings." And he takes one bite. Yeah. And begins to retch uncontrollably for about 15 minutes. And then he pa- it's cra- he gets up. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Jane, don't worry about it. Jane, no, you're good. Don't apologize. Yeah. yeah. Just repeatedly. Every time, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about Ugh. it. And then retches into the sand again. Um, it seems like Jane uh, thought it would be cute because she's into hot sauce to make insanely spicy tacos and just give them to a random man without knowing his tolerance level. And I think that was not tactical. No. It wasn't a tactical and if you've, move. And if you've ever seen Dumb and Dumber, you know that that's how that guy dies. Like, they kill that guy in the bar. They give him the hot sauce, right? right? You, know, you the can't spicy. just be given yeah. because yeah. Dumb and Dumber is yeah. a documentary. No, it is. It is. I, I, that's how I live oh, my man. life. Me too. Uh, well, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yes. We really did. We did the damn thing. Oh, so. God. Um, and I can't wait for for so many the rose so ceremony to finally this. happen oh, in God. hour five of this season. Just um, end me. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for being no, here. No, thank you for having me, of course. Um, and will Chris Bukowski give his rose to Christina or to Annalise? Oh, my that God. Is a, such a... Yeah, Annalise wrote uh, him a prescription for six kisses. So I think he'll uh, definitely be giving his yeah, rose to Christina. Yes. Yeah, I'm afraid. He was like, oh, that's I'm a lot of kisses right. I have to give you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Although Christina is not a blonde. Um, He's so looking into he, brunettes, ooh, though. He has really... He's at a turning point. He's really grown. Yeah. At that's how you know a man is ready to settle down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So many so many things up in the air for next week, and we just can't wait. Michael, come back anytime. I would Always love to. Thank you so much. And and have so much fun in Philadelphia for your next live show. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you. I wish maybe I'll take the two-hour uh, Amtrak uh, uh, hour or, and a half. Hour New and Jersey half. Transit, yeah. Depends <laughs> if it's the Acela or it, what, yeah. but, you know, right into 30th Street Station. It would be wonderful. Well, we'd always be happy to have you. So now it's time for Feminism Fails. And up top, I just want to say, you know, we really went in-depth on all of the interactions between Blake and various women. We're not even going to go there for Feminism Fails because it's so complex. Yeah, but we do. And honestly, there was so much mess and drama this episode that feminism fails are almost like hard to pick out of the the maelstrom. But we do have a couple things that we wanted to call out. 
First is whenever a man tries to explain why he's into a woman on the show and comes up with just long legs or good jawline, Kevin, we're talking Kevin. to you. Uh, I would like to see the men make more of an effort the way that the women do to talk about the women's personalities and that, you know, how that relates to their interests. Maybe the things that they do in the world. Right. These women are not just walking body parts. I'd like to see a little more uh, uh, depth being recognized in these women by the men. So I'm just going to give that a two. And then we really had a hard time hearing Demi's grandma's off her meds comment about Annalise. There is plenty of room to criticize Annalise, but going after her age and her potential mental health issues is just pretty gross and really plays into the idea first that, you know, women over a certain age, which in Bachelor world apparently is like over the age of 28, Mm -hmm. um, are, you know, desperate and crazy. Um, and, and yeah, plays into the whole like hysterical woman trope, which has been deeply problematic and existed for, you know, decades. Yeah, I didn't like that. What rating would you like to give it? Oh, I would like to give that a four. Yeah, not great. Not great. Do better next week. Three and a half, four. (laughs) And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Michael Garofola, and our producers, uh, Nick Offenberg, who's not here this week, and Sarah Powderson. Thank you for stepping it up. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Bachelor in Paradise recaps. And give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for more Bachelor in Paradise. And do you want more Here to Make Friends? Of course you do. Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And if you're still listening, come to our live show. We'll be at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on Thursday, August 22nd. Tickets are available at worldcafelive.com.